a big hello and welcome to my show Unbound. I'm your host Mamta. A space curated for real stories of people from different walks of life who have sailed through uncharted waters and lived to tell their inspiring story. Unbound is a deep dive into their journeys to unravel, unearth, uncover various facets of their lives as they remain unstoppable and continue to do the unthinkable. As they open up about their life with me, I'm sure you will find nuggets of wisdom to live unbound too. Ever wondered what lies outside the territory of a bound up life? Well, it's an unconventional path to self-discovery and my effort here is to explore this path with you. So let's unbound together. He's the man of dreams and ideas. He reads much more at a breakfast table than people could read in a week. A lawyer by training, his continuous quest is to notch it up. Graduate from Harvard Law School, he kissed goodbye to his job in the Wall Street law firm at the peak of his career. The frustration of the sheer effort that he was spending on mundane and clerical tasks pushed him to jump off the cliff and dive straight into his entrepreneurial venture. Currently automating the most important but also the most mundane tasks undertaken by all corporations, that is contracting, he is the co-founder and CEO of the rising and shining startup Spotdraft. He is Shashank Bijapur. Hi Shashank, welcome to my podcast Unbound. Thank you, Mamta, and uh, uh, really, really, uh, you know, flattered by that introduction of mine. I hope uh, I live up to the hype that's now been created. Uh, really, so excited to be uh, part of the show. All right. So the most important and interesting, you know, I'm not going to wait for any anything further. I'm just going to straight away shoot this off. From Harvard to Harvard, tell us about your journey. It is just so exciting. Yeah, so um, that's actually a line that my father says uh, originally from Dharwad uh, and, and that's where my family is from. Uh, I come from a uh, middle class background. Both my parents were bankers and I saw them work and I saw them work really hard. And the one thing my dad kept telling me is whatever you do, at some point, I want you to go and live your dream and do something that you really love and not what somebody else wants you to do. So tell us a little more about your childhood, your hobbies, your passions. Did you always know what you wanted to do? How did it all you know, unfold for you? Yeah, so I actually, um, a large part of my early childhood was spent in a small town in Gujarat called Valsad. It is, uh, uh, I was raised there. I went to a wonderful school there and it was, it was a fairly normal upbringing and the first time I ever encountered a big town was when McDonald's came to Bombay and I think I was about 14-15 years old and I saw the world outside and I said, hey, I want to come and live here and do something here. This this seems to be a very large town with fun things to eat and do. Oh, wow. How interesting is that? And then, then how did the move start to happen? How about your schooling and your college and then how did really Howard happen for you? Yeah, so I was out and out a science student and I was uh, ready to become a doctor. And uh, then I once visited a hospital, saw all the blood and gore around and I almost Ooh. fainted. And I felt like uh, this doesn't seem like what I am um, cut out for. Um, and then uh, I, I had a cousin who went to law school 
and okay. i used to watch him study and prepare for his moot courts and that seemed really interesting and exciting it there wasn't a lot of blood and gore so i was like okay i want to become a lawyer so at what age were you still figuring this out like you were already into science and then uh, were you already doing your bachelor's what what time was this when you figured this out oh i was still in school i was 16 years old uh, and then at 18 i went and joined law school um, the interesting part about people who go to law school is 99% of the people have never uh visited a law firm have uh, never been to a court have never interacted right. with a lawyer they probably saw suits or tarikh pe tarikh and decided this is my life journey so true yeah and then uh, law school was interesting it was everything that i didn't think it would be which is it was far more challenging and obviously uh, watching my cousin uh, study from the outside seemed fairly easy to do but it is um Uh, it wasn't as easy but it came naturally to me um i enjoyed the journey and uh, people said what next and this uh, and uh, the thing at that time was this is in 2008 now 2003 i went to law school 2008 i graduated um i took up a job in a leading law firm in bombay so i worked there for about two and a half years that's that's where the building blocks of what i wanted to do were were sort of set out um i went into a I always had a technology bent of mind and um, I went into uh, the law firm and I realized that a lot of the work that we did was so manual. Um and you know there was a thought seeded somewhere saying hey something needs to change in the way we work. Change here. Mm-hmm. Um and that change actually came about with one day somebody saying hey you know have you gone and seen what happens outside so There was this journey from this tiny town called Valsad in Gujarat to Bombay, and then um, somebody said, "Hey, why don't you go and do your masters uh, somewhere outside?" Um, that year, I applied uh, to a bunch of colleges. Uh, I was lucky enough that Harvard picked me, so went to Harvard Law School. And then there was that second change that happened uh, from uh, you know India's Big Apple to. Uh, the world's big apple world's big <laughs> apple absolutely absolutely but what made you not bite that apple and come back that's that's really you know a looming question for me because having known you for all these years we really did not get into the personal uh, part of it that how did you really you know got nudged at the peak of the career at a wall street law firm and then just deciding to wrap it all up and say that no 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 this is not what my calling is i need to be somewhere else doing something else like of course there was that uh, you know shift that has happened internally that something needs to change but while you're sitting at the peak of it then how can you just drop it all and just uh, you know make a move back how did that happen yeah there were about two or three factors in it um at some level I felt like being a corporate lawyer was sort of um very mundane and repetitive in the sense that there was no innovation that was happening either on the business side of things or the technology side of things. Um and then uh, the date was uh, 2000 and uh, 15 uh, it was 31st December okay. and uh, my office used to be right next to Times Square. So I could see the Times Square New Year ball drop. literally from my office 
and I was there sitting and doing due diligence reports and uh, I'm not saying I, I didn't like it but I was there on 31st December and, uh, and, and, and a lot of others like me in the office. So I took a break, um, I opened the news and I read about this guy called Elon Musk and, and the, uh, the article said um, cars are going to drive themselves. Now this is an alien idea, this is an alien idea to me. So I dug in and in my head cars are driving themselves and here I am copying pasting words on a contract on 31st December. Something had to change and the third factor the status quo of working was a little slow there was innovation happening all around me and i wasn't being a part of it and then there was this phase where the startup environment in india just blew up um there was a change in government there was funding happening for uh, a lot of the ideas that were already established in the us and i said this is a great time to go back and try your hand at something that my dad said which is at some point I want you to do your own thing um, don't keep doing a job so it felt like the right time it was a tough decision but uh, in hindsight I think it was the right decision to make. Yeah, clearly so I mean we can't deny that so where did that con- conviction come that okay this is it and I'm I'm calling it off like do you, where did that internal driver conviction come from you you know that where did you get that inspiration that uh, boss uh, this is exactly how I'm going to go for it I actually didn't know what I was getting into I just had um, a lot of gut feeling um, towards doing this and my question was how do I validate this now everybody around me knew that um, uh, you know whenever they would ask me what do you want to do I would say yeah at some point dhanda karna at some point I want to do business so when I told them I want to go back and start up people didn't even flinch and I they said absolutely go ahead and do it um, this is what you've been wanting to do and uh, we think that amongst the people we know if somebody could be an entrepreneur um, we we trust that you'll you'll be able to make something out of what you're building interesting so people could see that spark in you I mean just before you could really explore identify and then gather the courage to say that no boss this is this is it this is exactly what I want to do so sometimes you know people can uh, you know the world is looking at you and you are probably just gathering yourself up to realize it interesting so obviously clearly you had no idea where to start from and and how did this happen how did the wrap up the shift the move back to India happen Right. So um, I run this company called Spot Draft, which is a legal tech company. Now, um, I knew legal and I was pretty good at it. Um, but I didn't understand technology enough to start a startup on my own. So I spent the next year working for my cousin who used to run, uh, who runs this company called Ruby Bar. Um, and, um, you know, I learned the early uh, tips, tricks, uh, you know, understanding of what a business entails. Um, remember, I was still this lawyer and everything for me was a document. The idea of business was a document. How do you put that into real world is uh, what I learned at Ruby. All right. So as I clearly see, Shashank, that you, you're a person who gets into the research and then the experience of things before just 
getting into it i mean it, it kind of gets validated uh with your decision to go into a law firm but you before that you went uh to see a law firm and clearly so even with startup that you went to go and sort of study the ground and you know prepare yourself much better so is this is this what shashank is 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 this how his approach to life is always um i would say that i learned from my mistakes uh, of not having visited uh, a lawyer's office before joining law school and but i was also lucky to be surrounded by people who gave me the right advice so my law firm partner at the time that i was leaving he said hey if you want to really know what a startup is and he asked me he basically asked me what do you plan to do i said i'm going to start up he's like you probably don't know what you're getting into why don't you get into one and then uh figure out whether that's the right decision well that's some piece of wisdom some piece of wisdom i really wish people get mentors or you know uh, such god speaks coming to them uh, that clearly you were clearly very very lucky to get that advice so what makes you unbound uh, uh, shashank what are some of the instances that are life transforming have exactly been the point of no return i know we professionally we have we have covered uh, some part of it but personally otherwise when you take decisions are there inspirations uh, that you draw out from where do you really get or when do you really get those eureka moments i think there are um there were two moments that i can clearly remember where um i felt like this was the right thing to do um and i keep going back to those moments so the first one was really sitting on 31st december and wondering yeah. you know why am i doing this and if i am doing this there are problems that others face that i could solve for i sort of knew the problem but i didn't know the solution or the make of it uh so that was one eureka moment and the second one was um is is more to do with uh challenges when they come up and how do you uh, respond to them um this was way back in 2008 2009 um my dad and i decided to climb mount kilimanjaro now uh it was uh, you know we prepped for it and we read all the books and we did all the physical training and oh, wow on your own like you you guys were just on your own doing all of this so you had some trainer helping you assisting you or you just took it up on yourself it was a neighborhood gold's gym which i would barely make to you know a couple of times uh, a week but but um, you definitely promoted them then. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i don't know if it was gold's gym that's the that's the no, it was it was gold's gym now that i think about it yeah. uh, so uh, you don't realize the magnitude of the of of what you're planning to do until you go reach there and you look at yes. it yes and there in the distance is this magnificent you know mountain and it's no tipped and uh you know people are you can see the rat lines walking all the way up that's kind of a you know scene right out of a documentary or a movie you know you you uh, really described it in such a way yeah and and it it was like that it was very uh, picturesque and um it it felt it I, i even while speaking about it right now i have goosebumps um uh and i was like yeah this is easy uh i can do this and it was 5 days of walking um 
and you know five days of living on uh, barely minimal food walking okay. 8 to 10 hours a day and walking through different uh, vegetation and climate zones and um by the time i was uh, it was day 5 and it was day of the final summit i wanted to give up and uh, i was like this is it i can't i can't make it anymore i can't um, you know uh, i'm done with this take me back home dad is what i told him and uh, he pushed me he egged me he said no we have come so far uh, we're going to wow. try our best and we're going to hit it and um, i almost i i fainted on my way up and i had uh, i got into a dizzying zone and there were a lot of uh, issues that happened but we finally made it to the summit took that picture came back in and i and every time i feel a little dejected or i feel a little thrown back i it, that picture is right behind me so i turn around look at it and i'm like i know exactly um uh, you know how that felt and in comparison uh, any problem in front of me is fairly achievable that is incredible shashank i think you know moments like this can just make you go past anything in life and how old was your dad at that time i mean he he, he was i think about 56 years old and um uh, and we in fact won the limca book record for being the first father and son to climb uh, mount kilimanjaro awesome awesome that is some inspiration shashank have to give it to you both so of course you've gone past many challenges and you know you've taken life head on but what are some of the fears that that you know you kind of guard them very very close to your chest and you're like i know i'm going to go through this or i really fear this should not happen what are some of those that you have really sort of conquered on your way uh, to this journey this life and how have you really managed to do it my biggest fear has been the fear of failure and that drives me to a large extent uh, to success uh, not coming from Uh, you know a lot of wealth or having uh, a cushiony background where where i could say that hey if i failed at this i could probably do something else for me that fear of failure was was very strong and that drove me to uh, to you know try harder at whatever i was doing uh, by no means am i saying that i am successful uh, but i do uh, i do strive to get there and it's the drive to not fail the fact that i quit being a lawyer to a lot of people's uh, at times amazement and ridicule uh, i just did not want to fail at what i was doing and i wanted to build something that people really wanted and uh, where i could show value so is it is it is it the fear if if we link it back is it something like a fear of failure because of fear of criticism or to be not uh you know gelling well with the society in that term of success and i don't know voila whatever your uh, you know expectation is from yourself shashank but where you are is a huge success firstly <laughs> you cannot take that away from yourself while i also uh, also sort of resonate with what you're saying that success is not something that okay i've done this and i'm successful it is like a 
constant ongoing pursuit if it's mount kilimanjaro is one success then you would like to do many more mountains like that so so while i get that but by no measure is it not a success you're you're so successful in a highly accomplished individual and you know we take so much uh, pride and honor in having you here with us today so so my next question really is that was it coming more from internal or was it more like an external pressure this whole fear i would say it was internal uh, i want to make my parents my family proud i want to uh, make the people around me successful in whatever they do um uh, now we have 100 employees so i want to make sure that each one of them has a career and at some point the highlight of the career uh, or the or their recognition is the fact that they worked at spotdraft it is these things that really drive me and over and above all right. i really want to build something that uh, solves a problem and that creates value uh, and that is super important right so what so what has in one word if you were to really define it what has really helped you go past this fear or to continue on your journey that okay all of this you know rattling is all there in your head and of course there are judgments and there are things that people are saying behind your back then how do you go past these things resilience uh, that's mm-hmm. the word the one thing i've also realized about being a founder is just being resilient and being um focused and uh, you know you should uh, looking at the larger picture rather than focusing on minor details today that really don't add up right how much does others uh, judgment and notions or some preconceived ideas about you or your personal life or your work choices really impact you does it bother you when people say things behind your back i mean i'm, I'm sure some of it must be coming back to you yeah it, it did it did early on um it did early on um, maybe during school and college and you know people get poked and judged from where they are or how they look or what they wear and that would affect me but i think majority has taught me that it doesn't matter in the long term and uh, having been a lawyer for so long uh, we are anyway the butt of all jokes so <laughs> So so that makes me come to my next question what about some of the patterns which you identified in yourself which you thought these are impossible to break like you know there are patterns in somebody somebody may be a great uh, at whatever they do but they may be procrastinating or you know be a be a very big procrastinator or just sheer lazy or not very action oriented or you know maybe not an early morning person so are there any patterns that you really had to go past to be where you are today Yeah I think um and this is I think recency bias on why I'm going to give this answer it has to do with the shift from being a lawyer the mind shift from being a lawyer to being an entrepreneur um and the pattern there is uh the attention to detail and the need for perfection because y- you are drafting a document you want to make sure you're dotting all the i's and crossing all the well t's said, and well you want to make sure you've got this pristine document in front of you but when you want to launch a product you want to get it to market as soon as possible and get feedback and that almost is that haptic feedback does not always exist in a lawyer's life outside of their internal folks it's always uh, it's it's always internal it's your uh, peers your seniors your supervisor who's looking at it but it's not the end customer or the counterparty that's telling you about it 
thanks for that sharing and what about how do you clear your lens you know whenever there is any distraction any big event outside inside that is disturbing you what really you know how do you deal with that and what brings the focus back to where you should be i actually have my goals written on my wall so where i where i'm sitting right now in front of me when i look up are the goals that i need to hit um, either personally or professionally but from an internal perspective um i um and 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 by the way what's written there serves as a good reminder of where i need to be but i meditate and i function on meditation so um i do a lot of um uh, just real realignment internally uh, mentally on where uh, we need to be what what the goals are for the day this week or month okay and who has somebody put you on that journey or is it like a self realization are you are you guided by any mentor spiritual uh, guru or anything like that or is it just your own exploration into the this world yeah it, it's actually childhood it's my grandfather oh, um, okay. he used to meditate and he was uh, he used to do a lot of yoga and um i didn't pick up the yoga piece but uh, that meditation <laughs> whatever works works interesting so what about role role models and people who have inspired you i mean i can clearly see your father playing a role there right and uh, other people from outside of family or you know even 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 people you have not met or uh, you know who've been world ideals and all who have inspired or or been a great uh, influence in your life So yeah, I, I, my parents definitely, uh, like you rightly, rightly pointed. Uh, at some point, it was also both my cousins, who one who became a lawyer, the other one became an entrepreneur, and I am here as a legal tech entrepreneur. So I got inspired by what each of them did, um, and then um, I, of late, I've been reading a lot about uh, both Elon Musk and uh, Steve Jobs. Elon Musk. uh purely because of the audacity of what he d- does his ideas and the ability to execute it uh, a lot of us sit and dream and want to put things on mars or pluto or wherever the audacity to execute it is just phenomenal and um, uh, i'm i'm an, i'm in complete awe of it great so but what do you think you know uh with with the likes of course he 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 is he is like demi god right now but what about you know this kind of a shot to fame or success journey do you, do you really do you really believe that this is uh, i mean it's mercurial fine but uh, do you really believe it's sustainable i mean is it not it's like nobody knew elon musk for for a for a decade or for some time and in 5 years or last 7 years what he has done and where he is is or is it too elusive or you know it is just one elon musk of the lot who could do it what's your take on that i mean elon musk is definitely one of its kind but if i had to take a step back and say what is the real cost of what you're building um the real cost of what you're building is the time you take away from people around you um that's the real cost uh, the it could be the cost of uh you know not watching your child walk or not being able to spend yeah. anniversaries and birthdays together for something that may seem a little selfish uh from an outsider's perspective because it may seem like this entrepreneurial journey is somebody's quest for um fame or money or whatever and 
uh, I must admit, uh, in my twenties, that is exactly how I thought. Uh, I thought being a founder was about the glamour and the money and um, the fame that came huh. with it. Uh, but then, uh, you know, when I look back and I, I, I feel so um, childish in in the way I thought. Uh, what I really, what I really think drives me today is the ability to really uh, impact. Uh, a problem that somebody has through something that the team has built, um, and the second thing is the ability to build careers. I recently got a message from one of my employees saying, um, "Hey Shank, uh, I just wanted to let you know I've been here for three years. Um, I paid off my entire uh, education loan. I printed that message out, and it's uh, it's there on my table. I, I look at it, and I feel really happy that in some form or manner." Um, between Madhav Rohit and I, we've been able to uh, build something that has uh, helped others grow in their careers and lives. What about uh, what about uh, movies, travel, interactions, shows that have influenced you or have been life changing or changed your decisions and choices completely? Are you a movie fan? Uh, yeah, I I watch. I used to watch a lot more movies than what I do today. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a big true crime buff. Um, I watch everything true crime. I listen to everything true crime. I read everything true crime. Uh, it's also uh, criminal law was one of my favorite subjects uh, in law school, and uh, I I I basically watch every true crime show in two parts. So the first night I will watch the half of it, and then I'll do an entire guessing game on what will happen oh, next. Oh, okay. And- That's how you keep yourself amused and entertained. <laughs> To the extent that over the weekends it consumes my life too, and and uh, I'm also a creature of habit, so there is a specific time in the day when I listen to it, uh-huh. and I uh, uh, every day. So today I'm actually uh, today is the guessing game, uh, guessing sort of reveal day. So yesterday I watched half of it, and today I'm going to find out whether my predictions were true or not. Okay. So are these the crime yeah. uh, podcasts that you're listening yes. to, or are you? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's crime <laughs> podcasts and TV shows, and okay. uh, you know the forensic files of the world, Forty uh, Eight Hours Mystery. So yeah, I'm 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 um, all in it. And uh, the other one is actually Game of Thrones. We are big Game of Thrones buffs. Uh, my wife and I actually bonded over great Game of Thrones. I know sometimes it sounds a little morbid and gory, but no, um, no. I am just we, imagining back that Shashank who went to that uh, medical whatever center or hospital and fainted and had the blood and gore, <laughs> and now he is going on watching Game of Thrones. Very contrasting, yeah. but very real life. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, talk about change, right? Yeah. I mean, we are so inspired. My puppy is called Tyrion. Oh God! Right? So <laughs> I'm not a Game of Thrones fan at all. <laughs> but then let's just cut this out. Okay, so uh, so what is this one big learning that COVID has been for you? So uh, the biggest learning is I thought the world had come to a stop, and yeah. we would just we would just all collapse, but. The society as a whole is kind, it's resilient, and it's very, very adaptive. Um, and it sort of showed in every aspect of life, right? From dealing with the lockdown, um, you know, facing uh, unfathomable medical struggles that people have had, 
um and you know the idea of what uh recreation is completely changing to you know just the way people sold and uh built businesses and and raised money for for us for example at spot draft um i i thought from a business perspective i thought this is this is doomsday uh, i could not imagine a day where employees would sit from home right. and work that being into technology yourself i mean still you were at that make believe stage that this may not happen right so you can imagine uh, how the rest of the world i mean obviously uh, companies who are far away from technology or ju- who had to really pivot their businesses around uh, tech uh would take it i mean that's very interesting because coming from someone who is into technology believing and investing and you know putting the whole game there i mean for you to be on a, a back foot and say that i don't know whether this will work to really not only making it work but growing and uh, quantum leaps that you guys have taken in last uh, few years commendable yeah thank you i think we've been we've been also blessed with a rock solid team and the right set of uh, investors who believed in our growth so we've um touch wood but uh, a lot of what we've uh, we are doing is just being there at the right time at the right place yeah let um, lady luck keep shining and smiling at you <laughs> let's not drag this and you know bolte na apni bhi nazar lag jati hai so let's not do that <laughs> i am happy for you about what about uh, dealing with failures and mistakes what's your mantra what is that quickly you know one day you know this not worked out and okay uh, this was a great idea whatever and this has really not worked out how do you quickly brace yourself and move uh, to the next it's for me for me failure is not an option it is just success delayed okay so um i i do two things one is i internalize it and try and figure out what was a was it even the right decision to do and second um what uh, if there is a empirical way in which we can go go back in and find out what really went wrong um sometimes it is not uh, some failures are not empirical they could be uh emotional they could be uh they could have other impact but uh really from a from a larger um you know uh, from from a meta perspective how bad could a failure be right we've we've seen with covid what what uh tragedies and disasters could mean so you know as long as as long as you have the will and the ability to keep going it, this is just success delay right and what's your one go to song place that has like a completely magical effect on you like it there's a day it's like a, it's a night and a day thing that okay i went there dark gloomy didn't know and i came out sparkling so is there anything that kind of completely transforms you that fast that quickly any song any place any person anything yes yeah? If I were to pick a song it's a song called Greyhound by Swedish House Mafia. It's 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 a song that uh, that has a lot of amp and it's it's pumped up and every time I listen to it I just get so energized and happy. Give us a few lines Shashank. It's actually it has zero lines. It's just it's a it's a um it's a house song with like zero lines okay. all together but it is um uh, it's it's a uh, it's one of those things that just uh keeps you uh, keeps you super 
pumped up so if i if i feel like i'm i'm not getting into this meeting or yeah oh my god it's another uh, one of those calls i listen to this song and i'm all like chirpy happy and i'm like let's go get it okay bliss nice and uh, what is that you're looking forward to do in the rest of 2022 what is that things on the walls for you i think 2022 is going to be our breakthrough growth year um okay uh it's the year where um uh, from from spotdrop's perspective we are going to get a lot of uh we are seeing a lot of uh recognition growth um and and uh breakthrough innovation as well so i'm i'm this is a pivotal year for us uh, and and uh, the second thing is i'm i'm also excited to uh go and uh, go and finally spend some time outside with the family travel somewhere and do something fun and uh last couple of years we've been locked up in our houses so doing something fun is also another uh, thing so one big thing is i want to go watch a movie in a theater uh for me uh, i never imagined that would be the highlight of the year but uh, at this point i'm just uh, craving for awesome. it awesome so this is the rapid reflex round uh, shashank and i'm so excited to play this one for you with you there's a volley of questions you don't need to think too much just use your reflexes and first answer that is it are you ready take a deep breath and let's start let's go okay please finish this sentence in one or two words education must be completely revamped the way it's done in india okay parents should never uh tell you that you can't go and achieve what you want to yeah people must be kind to each other networking is being at the right place at the right time investors are partners in your growth all right so now quickly on one thing so this is a quick volley of questions on just one thing that you wish one thing you wish you knew at the age of 20 that starting a startup is not about fame and money and glamour one thing you wish which could exist forever um uh, you know the love of your parents all right one thing you would certainly like to unlearn uh the the fear of failure mm-hmm. one thing you still need to let go of um my love for samosas <laughs> okay your favorite picks out of this people product or process people over everything else i learned this from uh, karan oh excellent uh, movies or books books all right law or technology <laughs> uh legal technology but i'll pick uh technology okay private equity or venture capital and why today venture capital probably private equity tomorrow okay if not india then um tanzania okay what do you see yourself accomplishing in next 5 years uh being part of a rocket ship sas growth journey wow and you as an investor are or will be um if if once i start investing it's probably people over everything else excellent you start your day with a cup of coffee your daily diet includes three cups of coffee you end your day with listening to true crime okay and your biggest weakness the inability to say no when i should be saying no okay and your biggest strength 
uh, identifying people uh, very well. Okay, and you are biased towards audacity, hard work, and uh, ability to execute. Excellent. That was truly being unbound, and we are really inspired. And so much more, Shashank. We have almost come to the end of this show. It's been an absolute pleasure knowing you even more. And as you continue to listen and identify the world's problems and solve them in desirable ways, we wish you more power. And so keep building it for the world. Thanks for sharing your journey. I'm so glad we could do this. Thank you, Mamta, and thank you, uh, thank you for uh, having me on the show. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, this was really fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to know from you what idea or insight you unboxed from today's conversation. Just drop me a message over LinkedIn or in my inbox, and remember to follow this podcast so that when the next episode drops, you can join me for yet another one too. Keep coming and keep unbounding. Till then, this is your host Mamta signing off.